Father, we thank you for your presence that's already been here. and We thank you for your love and your grace for us. We thank you that you love us with an everlasting love. That uh, you treat us better than we deserve. And we're thankful for that. Thank you, God. I pray for every single person that's here. Uh, we declare we are ready to receive a word from you, God. We are ready. Our hearts are open to receive what you have to say to us. Not from a man, but from you. From your word, the, the Holy Scriptures. We pray that we would listen to the voice of your spirit. And Father, I ask that even as I'm speaking, that folks will not just hear my words with my voice, but they will hear the words from you, God, that you're speaking to them. Um, the, the, by the Spirit of God, that you would minister to each heart what they need today. I ask that you would stand in this my body, that you would think with my mind and speak with my tongue. Lord, say to us in this house those things that you would have us know by your Holy Spirit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. When I was a sophomore in college, which was a long time ago, uh, don't ask me specific numbers, um, I thought I was in love with a girl. And, but things just didn't seem to be working out very well. I loved the Lord, and I also thought I was falling in love with this girl. But I was not clear. I was not sure. You ever been unsure about a significant life decision in your life? You know, I think I need to, I, I want to, I think I'm being drawn to this, but I'm not 100% sure. That was me at this time in my life. And I remember being so preoccupied. Is this the girl, God, that you have for me? If it's no, it's going to be difficult for me to walk away. Lord, please help. I remember it was break time in college, and I, I, I went to school far away in Oklahoma. If you don't know where that is, ask me later. I'll show you on the map, okay? <laughs> it's far away from here. Um, but it was break time, and I remember that everyone was leaving campus to do uh, what people do on breaks. But I stayed on campus for a few days. I didn't have anywhere to go. And so there was almost no one there on campus. So I decided I needed to do business with God. Anybody, anybody ever need to do business with God? <laughs> That week, and I, I wanted to honor him, but I was also, I felt like I was in love with this girl. I was falling in love. And by the way, most sophomores in college have no idea what true love is. I just wanted to say that. But, but moving on. <laughs> you give me, extend that grace to me. But I wanted God's will for my life. How many want God's will? Amen? I wanted God's will for my life. So I began reading the Bible and praying. You know, anytime that, that there's confusion, there's, some, there's a clarity, there's a beauty, there's a steadiness to, to the Word of God. It's a book that has not changed. It's a book that has been around for, for a long time, and it is God's Word for you and for me. The Jews follow the Old Testament. Followers of Jesus join that Old Testament with the New because we believe that Christ has come, the Messiah has come, and the Scriptures is powerful. It's, it's steadying. It's a foundation. Say foundation. It's a foundation for you and for me. And so I began to read the scriptures and to pray. You ever read the Bible and you're hoping that the verse that you read will give you the exact answer that you need for your problem? I started reading and I began to read and it said, this girl is not for you. I have someone else in store for you. No, actually, I didn't say that. That's not in the Bible. I'm just kidding. It would have been nice if it was as specific as that, but that was not what it said. Instead, 
I was led to this particular scripture that we're going to look at today together. And um, it helped me on my day of crisis. And listen, it has helped me throughout my life. And I believe it will help you today. Amen. And if you will allow God's spirit to speak to you through it. Are you in the middle of a big decision? Is life, you know, sometimes it's not a decision. It's just like, you know what? I just don't, my life is not where I thought it would be. If we can be honest sometimes, God, I thought I was going to be further ahead. Or I thought my financial circumstance would be different. God, I thought my kids would turn out different. Whatever it is, many feel like, like the dream that once was their lives and their youth and when they were looked forward has become something else. To some, maybe even a nightmare. To some, just a lower version of what they thought they would be doing with their lives. Some people struggle with addictions. You know, I have found the longer that I'm doing this and the longer I live, everyone has something that they're addicted to. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. If we dig deep enough, there's always that thing that you go to every day. You know, some people it's TV. Some people it's something outside, drink or drugs or whatever. Some people are just things that are in their minds. Some people are addicted to resentment. Some people are addicted to just being angry all the time. Some people are addicted to having fights. There's all kinds of addictions. So... There's problems, problems with kids, spouses, money problems, boy or girl issues like I had when I was a, a sophomore, career studies. No matter what you're going through today, Jesus has words for you. And here's what Jesus said. Are you ready? The title of today's message is Ask, Seek, and Knock. Say, Ask, Seek, and Knock. And here we go. Jesus says these words for you and for me. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Wait a second. Wow. And I don't know about you. The scripture that I was reading that day did not tell me specifics about this girl or my career. But, man, this is powerful. Amen? When I open up this word, Jesus here is speaking. And these are the words of Christ. It has his voice, his heart. Ask, and it will be given to someone else. Seek, and someone else will find the answer. You, you, you're not going to find it. Knock, and you know, the door will be open, but it's always for your neighbor. It's never for you. Is that what it says? No. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. So Jesus today cuts through I pray me cuts through church talk, cuts through religiosity, and I hope that you hear him speaking to you. He wants to bless you. In that day, as I was reading this, I had to make a decision. Am I going to ask for what I want, listen to this, or am I going to ask for what God wants? And there is a difference, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I, I want what I want. I know what I wanted, but there's something about the Lord. The longer you walk with God, the more your heart starts to change. And by the Spirit of God, little by little, as you read the Scriptures and as you pray, the hope is that you'll start praying and thinking thoughts like God would think. You start asking for what God would ask for you. Now, here's a cool thing. What God wants for you is the best. Say the best. Say, God wants the best for me. Anytime that you're asking God for his will and not yours, actually what he wants for you is better for you than what you want for yourself. Amen? 
Sometimes they say, God, if only I could get this. There's an old country song. <clears throat> we don't sing country very often here, right? Did I tell you I went to school in Oklahoma? That's how I know this song. The only way I know this song is because Oklahoma, they, people wore hats and lots of pickup trucks, okay? Uh, we don't see that here. But there's this old country song. This guy, I'm not going to do it. Just Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. That's the best country I can do. I'm sorry, okay? Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. How many are thankful that some of the things that you pray with, God, I want that. Oh, no, you don't. You thought you wanted that, but no. This is an invitation by Jesus. He invites us into a life of, listen, a life of possibility, a life of victory, a life lived with God. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Wow, just ask. Like me, maybe you say, well, I want to ask for something for myself to serve me. It's an invitation to, to a journey of prayer. It's an invitation, listen, to talk to God. Jesus is not just saying to ask even though he definitely is, but in a way he is inviting us to a conversation, say conversation, where we make requests. His promise is that we continue to ask and it will be given to us. Here's the first villain. Jesus invites us to the journey of continually making requests to the Father. Continually making requests to the Father. It's a conversation. It's a prayer between you and between God. It's important to realize that answers to prayer come in different ways. You would think that if there is anyone in the history of the world, listen to this, who could definitely get away with asking the Father for a prayer and it will be answered, it was Jesus, right? I mean, maybe you and I, maybe, but Jesus, of course, Jesus is going to get He's going to ask, and the Father's going to give. He's the Son of God. One time Jesus prayed, and actually he prayed several times, and he asked the Father God for something. He asked for it, in fact, at least three times that we know of. This is Jesus, the Son of God. The answer from the Father, listen to this, the answer from the Father was no. Here's what the Scripture says. Here's what the re was the request of Jesus. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, and here's the beauty of Jesus, yet not my will, but yours be done. When my late wife Joanne passed away, we were in the hospital, and she was um, slipping away from us and going to be with the Lord. And um, I remember reading my devotions uh, on those days, and you say, Pastor, how can you do devotions while your wife is dying? Listen. How it's, it, was, it was what saved my life. See, we think that we, you know, we run to God and things are fine, but we, we, sometimes when we get squeezed, we forget God. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to run here. I don't have time for that. See, here's what, my, what I would say to you. When you get squeezed, when, when life happens, it's the moment to say, God, I need you now more than ever. And my daily devotional time with God is not because I'm so spiritual. No, it's because if I don't have that, I will die. And so in the hospital, during devotions, my wife is slipping away from this earth, and I read this verse, and here's Jesus saying, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. And that's what I prayed. I didn't want to pray the second part. 
Because what I wanted was for my wife to come back to life. Everything is fine. My kids are, are going to have their mom. Life is good. That's what I wanted. And Jesus wanted to be free from the pain of the cross. But he says, yet, not my will, God, but yours be done. Wow. This is found in Luke twenty-two forty-two. He was asking the Father to let this cup which meant the suffering he was about to endure on the cross. Three times he asked, the answer was no. But here's the deal. What actually did happen was that Jesus endured the cross at Calvary for you and for me. He died the death we should have lived. We should have died. I'm sorry. He died the death we should have died. But what nobody could have imagined on the third day is that Jesus would be raised from the dead. Wow. And the Bible says he is now seated at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. The ask was not answered in the way that Jesus at the moment was asking, but it was answered in a different way, serving a higher purpose, a higher purpose. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Jesus invites us to the journey of continually making requests to the Father. This is our part. Our part is asking, seeking, knocking, and the rest is up to God. See, I've always thought that I've got to make things happen. That if something is gonna, good is going to come to me, it's going to be because I'm making it happen. But here, the here, Jesus is saying, no, what you and I, our job is to ask, is to knock, and is to seek. God's job is to answer the question. God's job is to open the door. God's job is to allow you to... Be, uh, allow himself to be found by you and by me that's God's job we can't do that but we pray we ask and we say Lord do what only you can do he goes on and makes a powerful promise he says for everyone who asks receives wow the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be opened everyone who asks receives who receives Every, say everyone. everyone. Jesus does not say for Puerto Ricans who ask, receive. He does not say for African Americans who ask, receive. He does not say for white folks. He does not say for Asians. He does not say for people who live on this particular continent. He says for everyone, say everyone. The gospel of Jesus Christ is for everyone. It's for the, the, the person that is walking around here with backpacks full of holes in their arms because they're addicted to drugs. The devil has their claws on him. Jesus comes to them and says, you can ask, you can knock, and you will receive if you ask. It's for everyone, say everyone. Everyone has an opportunity to ask, to seek, and to knock. The key is intentionality. There are no racial barriers with Jesus. There are no socioeconomic barriers with Jesus. There's no geographical boundaries with Jesus. Some believe that God would never answer their prayers. Listen, because they don't, they don't think that God would, not, would reject them because of their race or something else. But here's what a lot of people believe. Some believe that God would never answer their prayers because of their past, because of what they have done. I've done too many bad things. I failed too much. Everyone includes those of us, and I'm including myself in this, who have messed up big time. You ever messed up big time? <laughs> it includes us. We serve a God of mercy and grace. 
The key is asking, seeking, knocking, not giving up until we see an answer. Even if it's not the answer we're looking for, here's the next villain. Jesus guarantees access to the Father to everyone, you guessed it, who would call on him. To everyone who would call on him. Some today are looking for answers, looking for freedom, for provision, for open doors. Listen, everyone has access to the Father. And Jesus wants to make sure that you get this. He doesn't want to just say, hey, ask and you will receive. He wants to make sure that you get this. So here's what he says. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Which of you would do that? Listen, my son was in the hospital this past week. He finally got out on Thursday evening. Uh, he is here today somewhere with mommy. And praise God. Yeah, praise God. He is much, much better. He's not perfect, but he's close. And we're so thankful for where he was. You know, when he was sick and the doctors were starting to put the stuff on him and there was, had to do a little uh, IV on his arm. You know, as a parent, I don't know about you, but I would do anything to try to relieve him of that pain. And Jesus is is trying to identify with that part of us that has compassion for little ones, especially our own. If your son has for bread, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? How many of you would deny your hungry children when they ask you for nourishment? How many? There may be some, but instinctively we know that there is something wrong with a person who would do such a thing, don't we? Jesus appeals to that instinct of love and desire to care for children. And so here's the next villain. Jesus reminds us that you and I were created, we are created with a natural bent towards compassion and mercy towards our little ones in need. He reminds us that we're created with that compassion. And having asked that difficult question, who would do that? I always, every time I read this text, for some reason, I don't know why, but I'm reminded of that part in the cartoon Aladdin. I have not seen the movie, the other movie yet, but the cartoon Aladdin, where he's about to, to eat a bread that he's stolen. Kids, don't steal, don't steal anything. <laughs> He's, he's, he's about to eat, and he sees two little children who are starving and looking through the dumpsters for food. And he was about to eat it, and he says, I, I can't. And so he broke the, and he gave to the kids he, the bread. And his friend, the little monkey, said, no, I want to eat it myself. But then the monkey also shared the food. Even monkeys have the instinct to share with little ones. Amen? So having asked such a difficult question, then Jesus says, if you then though you are evil. And listen, he is not putting you down. He's just saying the fact that you and I, listen, we don't make the grade when it comes to holiness and perfection before God. If you do, come talk to me after service, okay? <laughs> but most of us, we, we have, there's something inside of us. Can I just say something else too? You know, oftentimes the reason why you and I have the problem that you, we have, I don't know what the problem that you have is, but oftentimes the reason why you have that particular problem, for some people, again, it's, it, you know, we, we talked about the drug issue. For some people, it's greed. Some people, it's pride. Some people, it's jealousy. Some people, it's gluttony. Some people, it's lust. Some people, there's all, the reason why the problem is there and it will not leave and you're always dealing with it is because oftentimes you're not willing to state the fact, this is my problem. <laughs> 
this is my issue. I talk too much, or I don't speak the truth sometimes, or I struggle with alcohol or drugs or pornography, or this is my... Oftentimes, the reason why we're still stuck is because we're not even willing to admit the beauty of the scriptures is that Jesus just speaks truth and speaks life, but he always speaks it with love. Amen? Say with love. He's not saying it to condemn you. He's just speaking of the, of the heart of the matter. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, hallelujah, will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? If we would never deny a hungry child what they need for nourishment, how much more? See, sometimes people say, well, does God hate gays? Or does God hate these kind of people? Or does God hate Muslims? Listen, if you have the capacity to love people that are different than you, how much more does the Father? Now, the, the Father doesn't love everything that you and I do, just like he doesn't love everything that people do. But the Father has a heart for his children. Amen? He has a heart for them. He longs to reach out to them. Jesus assures us that we serve a father who gives good gifts to those who ask him. That's the next villain. Who gives good gifts to those who ask him. This set me free. Going back to my little story, I, I don't know my career, this girl, God, what, this set me free. Here I was asking about, about my career, about the girl I was going to marry, asking God in essence about my future. I was stressed. I was having anxiety. But this jumped off the page to me, and it hit me right smack in my chest and my heart. My Father in heaven gives good gifts to those who ask him. So I asked about my wife. I said, Lord, whoever she is, wherever she may be, I trust you. I was sharing with a, a, a family member who I trust some of the things I was going to talk about. And uh, they said, you know, God's giving you two wives now who love you, who will put up with me. You know, I thought it was a miracle that Pastor Joanne, you know, she, married, she said, yes, Lord, thank you. Someone is willing to put up with me. The Lord took her. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Not only do they have to put up with me, but they have to put up with my kids. And God gave us the gift. And I know she's not here. Listen, that woman to me is a gift from God. She's a gift to me. And I could have never imagined, Pastor Joanne was a gift to me. I could have never imagined all the way back as a sophomore in college, I didn't know nothing. But I did say, Lord, you call me to ask. And you say that you give good gifts to those who ask you. So I'm asking you to, to guide me when it comes to my choice for a spouse. And he did twice. We serve a faithful God. Amen. Amen. People ask me about the passing of Pastor Joanne. You know, we prayed and asked, and she still ended up dying. And that is the truth. That is the fact of the matter. The answer for me, listen, was no. I don't know why it was no. But my job is not to answer my own question. My job is to ask God and leave it with him. Amen? And I have to trust him and just leave it at his shoulders. That's my job. But 
I have been reminded over and over by the Lord as the years have passed of the goodness of God in the midst of that tragedy. I've shared with this with before. Sarah should have died in her mother's womb. And God saved her. And she is our little princess. That's a good gift from the Father. He did not leave me to grieve and Daniel to grieve by ourselves. Anytime we start to get too down, we hear the cry. <laughs> Somebody get milk. Bless the Lord. My princess is with us. And I believe that she is, is and will be a gift to the world. I was reminded that uh, Joanne would always say to me, if there was ever, she would, always, she would, literally she would say this. And those of you who know Joanne, you probably know, yeah, she would say that. <laughs> if there was ever a situation which it, I had to choose whether she lived or the baby lived, she always said, you choose the baby. I've been reminded that Joanne lived in pain for almost the entire eight years we were married. And I just want to, it wasn't, it wasn't because of me that she was in pain, okay? In case you're wondering, Pastor, how hard is it to live with you? My goodness. Eight years of pain. She had chronic pain. In one moment, she was released from that pain and was able to be in the presence of the Father. I'm reminded I would have never met Amy. We would have never had our dear son, Samuel. It's important that we ask, that we knock, and we seek. That's our job. It is God's job to answer our requests, and we leave it up to him. And I'd, you know, I, could, I could have said, God, you didn't answer that prayer, so I'm angry with you. I'm never going to praise you. I'm never going to talk to you again because you didn't do it. No, 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 no. That's not my job. I'm not the judge. I, we trust the Father, and he puts it there. And because in the midst of everything we trusted, God has brought these things to pass. Here's the next villain. Jesus, Jesus' life. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have a villain for that. I have a thought. <laughs> Jesus' life reminds us that the answers will not always come in the way and when we want them to, but they will come. Amen? They will come. So finally, and I'm going to, very quick, I only got five minutes, so I got to hurry up. And so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. You have a Father in heaven who gives good things to those who ask him, and this should set us free from competition. This should set us free from trying to one-up our neighbors and the people around us but rather to be like the Father, doing unto others what we would want done to us. It's the golden rule. Most of the time, we don't practice the golden rule, do unto others, because we see life as a limited resource game. Why should I help them? I need help myself. Here's a thought. The best time to help someone else is when you need help yourself. <laughs> in other words, when you are in trouble and need help but can't fix your situation, it's amazing what happens when you help someone else fix their situation. Oftentimes, God will orchestrate things to help you as you are serving and helping someone else. And here's the feeling. Helping others. Jesus, helping others is the first, the first word, is helping. Helping others as you would want to be helped unlocks the blessing of God in your life. Helping others as you would want to be helped 
unlocks the blessing of God in your life. Here's the next steps. I'm sorry I'm going so fast, but just want to be faithful with our time. Number one, here's the next step. I'm going to encourage you to do this this week. Keep on asking, seeking, and knocking through prayer. Keep. Keep on. Keep on. Amen? Don't stop. Don't quit. <laughs> it's like that old story from, uh, from Harriet Tubman. <laughs> when you see the dogs coming, you know, you see the, your old masters coming to try to get you, just keep going. Keep walking. Keep running. Do not stop. Freedom is ahead of you. The only way you can lose is if you stay where you are. Keep on asking. But, but I haven't seen the answer. You keep on praying. But I haven't found my way. You keep on knocking. God will do what you and I cannot do. Keep on. Number two, memorize. I'm sorry, declare and believe. The second line. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry if you have to erase something. Declare and believe, especially this week. Declare it. He gives good things, good gifts to those who ask him. Declare it over your life. He gives good gifts to those who ask him. Declare it. Believe it. He gives good things to those who ask him. And finally, bless someone else this week as you would want to be blessed. Find someone this week. You know what? I don't know what their issue. I'm going to bless them just because Jesus says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're teaching us, for where you're taking us as individuals, as a church. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen.